Welcome into the bad fan. The four-year wait is over. Or if you're an American, the tumultuous eight-year journey is finally coming to an end. And a new one begins this Sunday with the start of the 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar. The World Cup is certainly not without its controversies, but has exciting players and countries to watch out for this World Cup. So, to break it all down, join us, the bad fans, for your World Cup preview. Our journey together begins right now. Well, welcome into a special World Cup edition of the Bad Fan. I am Cole Carter, and join with me are Stephen Curl and Brandon Patesnick. We are three American football fans who can't wait to share this next month with the rest of the world and watching the beautiful game together. So we're going to give you guys a bit of a background and rundown on this World Cup. This is the 22nd playing of the FIFA World Cup. The first edition was played all the way back in 1930 with Uruguay playing as the host nation. And since then, we have seen eight different countries raise the famous Golden World Cup trophy. That means England, Spain, Argentina, France, who are the reigning world champions, Uruguay, Italy, Germany, and Brazil, the five-time winners who will be coming out on top. Will it be one of those countries or will we get a new winner in 2022? This will be the first time an Arab nation has been chosen as the host nation, which that note has come with plenty of scrutiny and international ire due to bribery scandals and many, many more things like the poor geopolitical record of Qatar and their human rights history, which has come to light. Um, just a long laundry list of issues that um, Qatar will be dealing with. But aside from that, this figures to be the most watched event in human history. Think about that. That's pretty incredible. Predicted estimated viewership of 5 billion people from across <laughs> the world. That's insane. Just saying that number 5 billion is pretty incredible. Um, but we can't preview every little aspect of the World Cup. Can, it includes Qatar's involvement um, with anything. So we'll link some creators like Tifo, who've done a great series, as well as Johnny Harris, who is doing a two-part series on what FIFA, Qatar, and the World Cup have to do with one another. So check them out. We'll leave them in the bio and the description and the ramifications of the World Cup beyond. They will cover that for you guys. But today, we are going to predict each of the groups all the way to the World Cup final for your enjoyment. So let's not wait any longer. Let's dive straight into Group A with the host nation of Qatar. Boys, let's break this one down. Steven, I want you to kind of get us grooving here with Group A. Who's going to be finishing fourth place in this group? Ah, uh, yes. This is the most attractive group out of the whole tournament. Uh, probably the group of death. Psych! Uh, no, it's still a fun group. So host nation Qatar is playing Sunday. It's hosting Ecuador. Um, First game of the World Cup. First game of the World Cup on Sunday. Maybe they forgot to schedule the game and they had to move <laughs> the schedules around. Um, they did. Um, but yeah, so Qatar's playing Ecuador, then Senegal's playing Netherlands. Uh, Netherlands are the favorites in this group, um, I believe, in our opinion. Uh, Senegal is right there, though, uh, potential to win the group as well. Two solid teams, uh, superstars in. Sadio Mane for Senegal is missing out just to believe in the early stages of the world cup. Um, Netherlands star power is just insane. We still have Depay. We got Frankie De Jong, DeLitt, Van Dyke, Steven Bergvine, the whole crew. Um, yeah, the Netherlands are just a complete team and kind of just, you know, European football royalty at this point. So Qatar and Ecuador have a tough hill to climb. Qatar coming into the World Cup ranked 50th in the world. It is the second worst ranking out of any team that is playing currently in the World Cup. The worst is uh, Saudi Arabia at 51. So, needless to say, they got some work to do. Um, and yeah, I'm a big fan of Ecuador uh, coming into this group, kind of researching the squad a little bit. They got a lot of young talent. Um, they had a couple guys in... Moises Casado that plays for the flying Brighton Hove Albion. He's like a market value of 35 million and he's only 21 years old. Wow. Um, and then there's also Piera Hincape, who is a 20 year old center back that plays for Bayer Leverkusen. Um, and also a market value of over 30 million, I believe. So it's 
really cool for players like these. Not that there are not already on the world stage. We're talking about Premier League and Bundesliga, but this is the kind of tournament that can take you from a Brighton player to, well, I guess I shouldn't really say that about Brighton because they're doing so good this year, but to a Liverpool player to getting that big transfer fee and stuff like that. So all is not lost for these smaller nations that probably will not advance past the group stage. It's fun to see um, people make a name for themselves. And so I think you'll be seeing that a lot from this Ecuador team, which I'm excited about. Um, but yeah, looks it's looking like a Senegal, Netherlands uh, kind of group in my opinion. Okay, Senegal finishing first, Netherlands in second, Ecuador yeah. sitting in third, and Qatar coming in fourth, you say? I think that's fair. Okay. Yeah. We love that. Thank you, Stephen, for your breakdown on Group A. Brandon, you're going to take Group B. What do you have for us looking at that group? We have the United States, England, Iran, and Wales. Break it down for us. Yes, I will break it down a little bit. So England, um, they're famous for creating the sport of soccer, supposedly, uh, but they have only won one World Cup in its history. That's sort of surprising. Uh, there's a lot of questions surrounding this team, to be honest. Their defense, are they good enough? Um, is their boring style of play good enough? Um, they could fall out of the group stage. Probably not, though. Um, they have the likes of Harry Kane, Jude Bellingham, Bukayo Saka, just to name three. I mean, the list goes on and on. They have star power all over the field, uh, and they're a very good team. Uh, moving on to Iran. Fun fact about Iran, they went 8-1-1 one, and one to secure their third straight World Cup appearance. Um, I think they, they scored a lot of goals and led up very little. Um, so they're a good team, and they've actually had some good World Cup success, especially against the USA in 1998, winning 2-1, and also drawing against the USA in a friendly. So we're not going to underestimate Iran in this group. Um, don't really know. There's one player that I could that I could pick out that people might know. It's Mehdi Taremi. He plays as a forward for Porto. Um, that's definitely a player to watch for Iran. Moving on to the U.S., we talked about the U.S. in a previous episode. Go back and check it out. But this U.S. team is really, really young. They're the second youngest team in the tournament this year, only behind Ghana. And probably the most famous player on the team, Christian Pulisic probably heard his name um who knows what he's gonna do but this could be his tournament this could be his moment but it's not just gonna follow him it's gonna fall on the rest of the young crew they like to call him the vibe crew um the likes of weston mckinney who plays at juventus brendan aronson who's now at leeds and Gio reyna that's at dortmund a couple players there to look forward to Oh, we'll see what they can do. And then Wales, this is their first World Cup appearance in over 60 years. Incredible. Yeah, shocker. Absolutely incredible. Um, so you know they're going to be up for it. Um, Captain Bale looking forward to putting the whole country of Wales on his back. It's Wales, Golf, Madrid, if you didn't know. Um, in that then, order. In that order. And other than Gareth Bale, the likes of Dan James, who plays for Fulham, and Brendan Johnson, who plays for Nottingham Forest. They actually have a couple other good players, too. Um, but those are ones to definitely look out for in this group. For this group, though, we do have England topping it, the USA coming in second, Wales in third, and Iran in fourth. It's going to be a close group, though. I have a, I have a feeling. Yeah, it's going to be contentious. It's going to be close. And we've talked about this in private and sometimes in conversation about how the U.S., the most important game potentially for this group, will be the United States versus Wales, the first one of the competition in this group. It's going to be massive. If the U.S. can get three points, they'll feel pretty secure moving forward against Iran and England. But anything less than three points, and they will have to work their butts off to get to the round of 16 so anything can happen in this one. It's all up for grabs. And it'll certainly be exciting to see that matchup between England and the United States on Black Friday. I cannot wait to see that one, hopefully with you guys in person. Mm -hmm. 
but I will take Group C. This one's going to be an entertaining one for sure. We have Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. So if you've heard anything recently, you've heard of this Messi guy, um, arguably one of the greatest players of all time. This could be his last World Cup. So all eyes will be on him. People are predicting Ar- Argentina as being the winners of this World Cup. So we'll be looking at what they can do with defenders like Christian Romero, Emiliano Martinez, who has been showing flashes of brilliance with Man United, and Lataro Martinez, the forward from Inter Milan. Those are some players that Argentina has just – a couple of them. They're very, very talented, very deep. Um, as you guys mentioned earlier, Saudi Arabia is the worst team that is playing in this World Cup statistically in the FIFA rankings. But they have qualified for the World Cup six out of the eight times since their inaugural entry in 1994. Um, their forward, Salim Al-Dossari from Al-Halal, is one of their most notable players. Probably not the biggest name you've heard of, but he will look to contribute for the Saudi Arabian team. And then Mexico, along with Brazil, are the only two nations to make it out of the group stage over the last seven World Cups. That's a pretty notable statistic there. And we'll see in a tough group like this if Mexico can hold their ground and continue that streak and make it eight of the last couple of World Cups. Uh, They do have Edson Alvarez, a defender for Ajax, and Chucky Lozano, who is probably the biggest name um, coming from this Mexican side, the forward from Napoli. We'll see what he can do under Tata Martino. The pressure is on Martino to produce uh mexico have not been scoring a lot of goals and they're qualifying in their matches and the hot seat is getting only hotter for him and i'm sure anything less than around a 16 we'll see tata martino's time in mexico come to an end and lastly poland has not made it out of the group in their last three world cups in 2002 2006 and 2018 but they have this guy he's pretty good ballon d'or winner you know no big deal robert Lewandowski, striker formerly of Bayern Munich, is now at Barcelona. He'll look to carry this polling group out of the group stage. It's going to be really, really tough. Uh, for this one, you know, it's going to be it's going to be interesting, to say the least. Uh, I think that we will see Argentina is going to top the group. I think yeah. it's probably a given. And then Poland edging out over Mexico, seeing Mexico's streak come to an end, Saudi Arabia coming in at the bottom. That's just how I see it playing out. Uh, Poland with Robert Lewandowski, he just knows how to score goals. Obviously, scoring more points to win the game is a key, uh, but really Mexico has shown their vulnerability. Um, Just their lack of engagement up top is going to leave them vulnerable, and I think that Poland will probably take advantage of that in their group stage game against them. Obviously, Poland will probably do a number against Saudi Arabia. Um, I think Argentina will cruise. So Argentina and Poland coming out of Group C, um, which then leads us to Group D. Let's tackle this one together this time. Um, We have France, Australia, Denmark, and Tunisia. France coming in as the reigning champions of the World Cup. We have seen the past two World Cups, maybe three. I think we've seen... Germany in 2018, they got bounced from the group stage. And then Spain prior to that had been bounced. And even France, when they won in 98, in 2002, they were bounced out of the group stage as well. So maybe that curse is real. We'll see. But Brandon, what do you think about this group? Yeah, I don't know if that curse is going to stay here. France is just too good, right? They're just too good. Um, I have some fun facts for us. Australia, their national team is also known as the Socceroos. I think that's a beautiful name. Um, maybe the best name. Um, Denmark, they'll be wearing their muted kits as a silent protest to this Qatari World Cup. Um, and then Tunisia, they've only won two games ever in their five World Cup appearances. Things aren't looking too great for them, especially with this group. But you never know. You never know. I'll let Steven cover the players. Uh, yeah, you do never know. And going to uh, Tunisia, we'll start with them. Give some love to the people that we might think finish bottom. Um, <laughs> yeah, looking into this roster, not a whole lot of guys that are playing abroad. Um, a couple that stuck out to me, we have one from Brandon's Birmingham City. That's his favorite team, it, right? Is it the Blues? No. Uh, for y'all that don't know, that's uh, Aston's. <laughs> It's Aston Villa's biggest rival. Um, yeah, but they have a 19-year-old in Hannibal Mejbri. Um, and I'm going to sound like a broken record player. You know, oh, only two wins and five World Cup appearances. This is huge for this 19-year-old that's playing against 
the giants of France. So you have to think about it as this. He's a 19-year-old, could be making a name for himself on this stage. You never know. Maybe he puts uh, Pogba and then Pavard on their butt and then slots on past Hugo Lloris for a 5-1 score line of them losing. Uh, but still, you never know. Um, so that's a cool guy. And then Elise Skihiri, I believe. I'm probably butching that. Is a defensive midfielder that also plays for uh, Tunzin. Tunisia. Tunisia. There we go. Gosh. <laughs> uh, plays for Köln, which is top division in German football for, you know, that's pretty cool. It has 14 appearances. Both of these guys born in France. Another point about World Cup teams and nationalities is a lot of players that play for their team here in the World Cup aren't born um, for the team they're playing for. U.S. has a lot of guys like this, um, every team, and it's kind of become a thing of practice now. Um, and Cole mentioning at the top of the video a little bit about Qatar. Qatar is huge history with this of a lot of their players um, not being born in Qatar and actually leading uh, multi-billion dollar scouting missions in uh, continents of Africa and stuff like that to find wonder kids in starting academies. So this is a real thing. So this is the best of the best. When you think of these players, don't think of, oh, this is Joe Schmo from Atlanta, Georgia playing for the U.S. It's like, oh, no. This is somebody that was born in the Netherlands, like Serginia Dest. Um, sorry, just a little tangent coming to my mind there. But kind of fun. <laughs> great, you'll be seeing, that's great. You'll be seeing these players playing for their countries that they feel um, represent them most, which is cool to see. It's fun to see. Um, but, yeah, anyways, moving on with the group. Denmark, Christian Eriksen, my good man, Tottenham Hotspur legend. Um his last international tournament was a little eventful. Um, and him having <laughs> to put it arrest, lightly. Yeah, put it, put it lightly. Um, having cardiac arrest and I, his heart stopped, correct? He died. Yes. He died on the field um, in the Euros. What a comeback story to be playing for your country in the World Cup. It's absolutely incredible. It's unfathomable. It's, it's amazing. So, And he's in really good form, too, scoring against Fulham on the weekend. So he's coming into this World Cup feeling pretty good. Um, thank goodness, leading uh, some other Tottenham current players like uh, Kieran McCoyberg. Um, and you also have a midfielder from Brentford and Damsgaard. Um, and then Australia? Sorry, I'm slighting them a little bit. Thank goodness Brandon was giving some fun facts. Uh, think of Aaron Moy, uh, a guy that used to play for Brighton. Currently plays for Celtic. Kind of this Clint Eastwood riding off into the sunset. Um, this last kind of international appearance for the for this country. 32 years old. Not a whole lot to report, though, from Australia. I, I think they're going to finish borderline bottom of the group. But, hey, you never know. Well, speaking of where they will finish, let's check that out. Let's, let's go ahead and place this. So, Brandon, what do you think? How should we place this group? We think in France on top, Denmark on top. They had a great Euro 2020. What do we think? They did. They did. I think it'd be easy to just put France up top, but Denmark could do it. I just want to let everybody know, similar to how Mexico could make it over Poland, there's going to be a lot of these situations where we're just not sure. We're just sort of going with it, our gut feeling. I think it's safe to put France, then Denmark, and I think, are we going Tunisia than Australia? Or are we doing Australia, Tunisia? Let's put Tunisia. I think we can support yeah. them. Put the Aussies at the bottom. Not feeling very hot about the Aussies, if we're being honest here. Yeah. The Socceroos, uh, so they're called. The Socceroos. <laughs> it's probably a fair bet to think that, yeah, France, so it's called Denmark. Soccer. <laughs> it's called soccer. Uh, yeah, I think Denmark is going to be that sneaky team that can mm -hmm. look to make a deep run in this tournament. I think that they proved that in Euro 2020. Um, and now having Christian Eriksen an entire tournament, more than likely, will be a huge boost to them, um, just confidence-wise and playmaking-wise. He'll be that creator in the middle of the field that can change the flow of the game and change an outcome of the game with one kick at the ball. So Group D, that will be a fun one to see, which brings us to Group E. This one is it's it's important. It's got a lot of solid teams in it. We have Costa Rica, who made a big made, they've made a big run in the past in the World Cup. Obviously, two World Cup winners that I mentioned. Um, these teams have done it before. Germany's done it four times. It's very impressive. And Japan, um, looking to represent with South Korea as one of the Asian teams in this tournament. It's going to be interesting. Um, 
The big debate probably is going to be between Germany and Spain. Who will come out on top? But, I mean, Spain, this is a team that's the third youngest, has the third youngest player in the tournament with Gavi. He's 18 years old in 107 days. That's very young, but they're very, very talented. Having Pedri alongside him on this world stage, they'll be looking to have a lot of eyes on them. And you include Rodri, the midfielder from Manchester City, and that's an incredible midfield. Um, Spain will not be messing around. Um, but Brandon, what is Costa Rica doing? Costa Rica is an interesting team. They are the most successful national football team in the history of Central America. They've won three CONCACAF titles, and they are the only Central American team to have played in five FIFA World Cups. Um, yeah, the history precedes them. Um, they have a goalkeeper by the name of Kaylor Navas. Many of you have probably heard of him, plays for PSG. Um, other than that, most of their players actually come from Costa Rica. They play in Costa Rica. Um, but they're always pretty good, and they're fun to watch. So this Costa Rican team could surprise people. Um, I think this group should have a lot of eyes on it because there could be some upsets here. One of my favorite memories, I'll include this real quick, was in 2014 being in Costa Rica when they went on one of their incredible uh, World Cup runs and then watching it with some locals. It's pretty amazing. Um, But it's going to be a tough group to get out of them for this time because, Stephen, Germany's got some firepower, don't they? Yeah, I mean, Germany's up there with, I mean, it's World Cup royalty, four titles of the World Cup. Um, I mean, they're, like you said, history precedes itself. Champions four times in 1954, 74, 90, and 2014. Um, yeah, uh, they're a very good team. They got Ikai Gundogan from Manchester City that had a crazy year last year. Uh, needs to find some form this year. Uh, Thomas Muller, the space interpreter. Um, <laughs> he just seems to not go away and play meaningful games for Germany and show up well. Um, yeah. Oh, then you, I didn't know this guy made the roster. Mokoko, the guy, he plays for Dortmund, right? Yeah. Yes. He's the youngest player in the tournament. That's crazy. He was he 17? Yeah, 18. Dang, that's crazy. So, um, but yeah, Germany's just, it's this fine mix of stars like Leroy Sané and Goretzka and Neuer guys that you feel like you've heard over and over and over and then the youngest player in the tournament uh great coaching but not exempt from group stage failures uh like we've touched on earlier so it'll be interesting to see this team um is it going to be the kind of run where they dismantle a Brazil like seven to zero or fail to get out of the group stage I'm not super worried um and i think that they'll be up there with spain at the top of the group i agree yeah and if i feel bad for japan because this team didn't qualify for its first world cup until the 1998 tournament when that one was back in france um but since then they've kind of become an asian power alongside like i said earlier south korea um they've reached seven consecutive world cups now um back in the day used to have this guy named honda honda played for milan and italy uh, made a name for himself but now Kairu Mitoma, midfielder from Brighton, Hove Albion, he'll be looking to lead Japan, but it's going to be tough. Um, I really, really don't think Japan will be able to win this group, but they may be able to play spoiler. That may be their role in this group is to knock a team out like Germany or Spain, getting a draw against them or getting a win. Anything can happen in this World Cup. So let's line it up. Let's get this prediction out of the way for Group E. What do we think? Germany probably is going to come out on top of this one. Uh, Will we agree Spain coming out in second or Costa Rica in second? I would probably lean Spain, right, guys? Yes. Yeah, I think a giant could fall here, but it's you don't. It's so hard to bet against Germany, especially how they played last tournament um, or the last World Cup. They're not going to go out. Spain could, but I also just doubt it. There's just no way. Japan's good. Costa Rica's good. Uh, but Germany and Spain, I think, is safe. And a quick point, too, to point out about how these kind of group stages work is all these teams play each other once, and it is very possible for these teams to have the same record. By then, it would go off goal differential of who goes through. So certain results matter for a team like Costa Rica if they just stall a Germany and they maybe lose 1-0 but go out and beat Japan like three to nothing. 
Mm-hmm. And if these giants don't get it done on the teams that they're supposed to beat or just supposed to like kill and stuff like that, that's when these guys fall that we're talking about. So the amount of goals that are scored matter and the amount of goals that you concede matter. Mm. Yep. So let's say Costa Rica will finish third in group E leaving Japan bottom of the group. Not the greatest sight if you're a Japanese fan, but you can still be optimistic. We could be wrong. They could play spoilers. They could find their way out of Group E, but looking mm-hmm. unlikely with powerhouses like Germany and Spain to lead them. Uh, Brandon, you want to take us through Group F? What can we expect from them? Yeah, I will try my best. So this group has Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. Uh, Belgium is the only national team in the world to top the FIFA ranking without having won a World Cup or a Continental Trophy. That's a little weird, but they do have the best midfielder in the world named Kevin De Bruyne, who plays for Manchester City. Uh, and they have a pretty good striker named Romelu Lukaku, who plays at Inter Milan, amongst a lot of other players. So just listing a few that you will see in the headlines, probably. Uh, moving on to Canada, they are breaking their 36-year drought with this World Cup appearance. Um, they have a bunch of young talent. Um, they're pretty fun, actually, but they do have some of the worst kits, if I remember correctly, in this World Cup. Very true. They didn't even get new kits. They were disrespected by Nike and didn't get new kits. Yeah, bad. But I don't think that's going to affect their play at all. Alfonso Davies plays left back for Bayern Munich, one of the hottest young talent in the world. And then also Jonathan David, who's also 22, with nine goals and three assists in league on this year for Lille. Um Absolutely amazing. I think their team is sort of going under the radar. Remind me, did they win? Did they top uh, CONCACAF? Yes. Yes, yeah. they did. Uh, so I think Canada topped. They were undefeated, I think, in CONCACAF, mm-hmm. were they not? Yeah, so they were undefeated getting into this World Cup. That could back them and push them through. I don't know. We'll see when we predict. Uh, but moving on to Morocco, they're the only African national team in history to have been at the top of the FIFA world rankings for three consecutive years. Uh, That was 97 through 99. Uh, I didn't know that until looking that up. Very surprising, but absolutely amazing. So they have a rich history. Um, A player to watch out for is Hakeem Ziyech, plays forward for Chelsea, and Hakimi, who plays right back for PSG. Um, It's really going to come down to these guys. They typically play on the same side. If, if, this Morocco team wants to make moves sort of hard to see them doing so, but they definitely could. And then Croatia, they were runners up in 2018, um, losing to France. Uh, did that go? That didn't go to penalties. Did it remind me? Extra time. Griezmann winner. There we go. Thank you. My memory's terrible. Thank you, Cole. Uh, but they have the likes of Eden Perisic, who plays left back for Tottenham. He sort of plays all over the field. But um, yeah. and then Luka, Luka Modric, a Ballon d'Or winner, um, midfielder for Real Madrid. Um, this is an aging squad, but still a good squad. And if they could put it together one last time, I think they might have a chance at some success. Uh, this World Cup. So moving on to our predictions now. I think we're going to put Belgium first. Um, how could you not? But they could also fall. I don't know. Um, are we Are we going to put Canada second? Are we going to do that? They had an incredible qualifying run. They are a hungry young team. They have a lot to prove. Like we talked about, they haven't made the World Cup in decades. Can they be the team that plays spoiler going up against one of those more experienced older teams like Croatia, the runners up in 2018? Why not? Why not them? We see Giants fall. Why not see them come to a group F finishing I'm second? I'm into it. I'm into it. Kyle Lahren also had 13 goals in qualifying, and then Jonathan David had nine. Those were the top two goal scorers in all of CONCACAF in World Cup qualifying. Wow. They're a solid so. team. Yeah, we're going. This is Canada a good group. Second. This is a good group. It's a good group. It's a, it is a good group. A lot of things could happen, but Canada second. We'll stick with it. Croatia in third, and then Morocco last. Interesting, man. This is why I love the World Cup. I love it. You just never know what's going to happen. You just that's probably the most know. wide open group, too. Honestly, out of all these groups, that's probably the biggest like question mark. 
And it could even change. Belgium could have a flop. Croatia could finish first. Morocco could finish second. I mean, it literally, yeah. it's so interchangeable of what could happen in this group that Three I wouldn't games. be surprised by any outcome, to be honest. Josh. So it's going to be exciting. It is going to be exciting. We will see who takes the cake on this one. In Group G, we do have, I think, the favorites. I'm wearing their jersey tonight. Uh, maybe I'm a little bias i don't know but they have a lot of great talent i'm talking about brazil you can see the stars they've won this thing five times in the past it's been talked about for years they were close then they got slammed by germany in 2014 seven to two um they've won it in 1958 1962 1970 94 and the last time in 2002 they're also the only country to qualify for every fifa world cup come on they scored the most goals of all time. It's hard not to like that. Uh, but it's probably their best team they have. We know the big stars. We have Neymar. We have Vinny Jr. They are stacked from the top to the bottom. It's hard to not like them. Um, and then you have teams like Serbia in Switzerland and Cameroon. Serbia has Dusan Vlahovic, who that big recent transfer to Juventus. Alexander Mitrovic. Coming in from Fulham, mm -hmm. will he be healthy to play? That'll be a big factor in determining Serbia's success in this tournament. Switzerland, Shakiri. <laughs> Do we have any bold predictions for Shakiri in this? Oh, series? yeah. Uh, I'm really glad you asked. Um, Shakiri <laughs> will win the Golden Boots. Um, oh, and I don't want to hear any if ands, or buts about it. That's my boy. <laughs> Shakiri's my dog. He has that dog in him. But anyways, just don't be surprised for Shakiri to, uh, you know, take it by storm. Well, you heard it here first. Shakiri's about to win the Golden Boot alongside Granit Xhaka, the first place Arsenal Gunners. Mm. They have been led by him. Um, we'll see if he can continue his success in this tournament. And then Cameroon, they became the first African country to actually reach the quarterfinals of the World Cup in 1990. And in 2000, they won the Olympic Games. So they... They have that international pedigree there. It's just a matter of actually following through in 2022. What can they do as a team? Andre Frank Zambo and Gisa, midfielder from Napoli, and Brian Mbumo, forward from Brentford, will be looking to lead this Cameroon team to something. Um, what can they scrape out of this group? I don't know because for me, looking at things, I'm probably going to put Brazil at the top. I think that's pretty much a given at this point. Uh, you guys, I'm sure, will agree. And that leaves probably Serbia and Switzerland. Who do we feel belongs in that second spot, lads? I think this second spot is super wide open. But I I think I lean Switzerland here. Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Steve? You know, I know I just said Shakiri is going to win the Golden Boot. But I don't think he's going to get out of the group stage. I, I don't know. I, I'm indifferent. I think it could be either or, but... Serbia just seems – I don't know. I feel like they're always past the group stage. I don't know. They're always playing teams tough, no matter if it's Germany, Brazil, or whoever it is. They always give you a tough game. Uh, but I'm fine with Switzerland coming in second. That means my boy Shakiri gets to the knockouts, and, <laughs> and I'm always for that. He has always. to score goals beyond the group stage to probably win the Golden Boots. We'll stick yeah. Switzerland in that second spot, see what they can come up with. And then let's tackle this last one as a team – uh, the last group to look at here is Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, and South Korea. Um, this is a pretty good group all around, I would have to say. Um, mm -hmm. Portugal is just stacked. Brandon, who do they have on their team that we're probably familiar with at this point, but you might as well mention that. Yeah, we mentioned in the last podcast. It seems like we've mentioned every podcast this year. Drama follows this guy, but... He is the top international goal scorer of all time. It is Cristiano Ronaldo. You know him. We know him. Probably the most famous person on earth. I don't know. Uh, but this will be My his Instagram's fifth. count, yes. He almost <laughs> has half a billion followers on Instagram. That is incredible. Yeah. So if you're not following him, maybe give him an extra follow. <laughs> he doesn't need it. Give us a follow. Subscribe right now. Hit the yeah, like button. Yeah. Um, but he'll be playing in his fifth World Cup. Um, Maybe final? It could be. I feel like Ronaldo's going to play until he's 60. He's just one of those guys. But I, I don't know. He's going to be the Tom Brady of world soccer. Uh, but, yeah, he plays for Manchester United for now. 
<laughs> but then there's the likes of Bruno Fernandes, who also plays on Manchester United. Awkward. Bernardo Silva, who plays for Manchester City. And honestly, I was looking at this roster. This roster is super deep as well. I mean, the list of names goes on and on. Uh, they could slip, but man, it's going to be hard to see them not get out of this group stage. Yeah, they could be suited for a deep run. And much like you said, Tom Brady and Cristiano Ronaldo going through a divorce, much like Tom Brady with Manchester United. Hey, oh, um, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> but aside from Portugal, Ghana, uh, this is America's arch rival. Uh, they've seen lots of drama with America. We'll see if they can find each other in this tournament. Uh, but they are actually the oldest team internationally in Africa, established all the way back in 1920. Thomas Partey, the midfielder, midfielder from Arsenal, and Tariq Lanty, who I believe had been on the English team and then changed his allegiance this past year to Ghana. He's a right back from Brighton. Um, we'll be looking to make a difference. And then Uruguay have won two FIFA World Cups in addition to a record 15 Copa America titles. They were the first wow. hosts of the World Cup back in 1930, as I mentioned. They'll be led by Darwin Nunes, the forward from Liverpool up top. And then Korea. They have won two Asian Cups and have been the runners-up four times. They've also participated in 10 whole World Cup tournaments and is the only Asian team to have reached the semifinals and will be led by none other than Sun Hung Min from Tottenham, who has a horrible face fracture but had surgery on it. He'll be wearing the Batman mask to hopefully stay healthy. <laughs> uh, but this one, it's got a lot to fight for. Um, these are all four really solid teams. Korea were the ones that played spoiler in 2018, knocking Germany out of the group stage. So, guys, I don't know where to start with this one. Who do we have? Let's just start. At the bottom, who's going to finish bottom of this group? Who do we think? Steve, what do you think? Um, I'm actually going to go with the spoilers of the last World Cup and say Korea finishing in that four spot, probably, for me. Yeah, I, I think, think I'd agree. Fair. I think that's fair. Which then leaves, I don't know, for me, I think Ghana's probably going to be third. Um I just don't see how they can get past that stacked Portugal team. Like we mentioned, I think Uruguay has some players right now that are playing some really good football. So I would put Ghana in third if y'all agree with that. Yeah, I agree. Okay with that. All right. Which then leaves the top two spots, Portugal and Uruguay. Will Cristiano Ronaldo find anything less than success in this group? If success is first, then yes, but I think they will get through. Obviously, like we're saying, I'm gonna I'd put Portugal second and surprising Uruguay first. Do you guys agree? Disagree? Thoughts? I like that. I think I talked about this a little bit. Like Rodrigo Bensoncourt, he's been playing some amazing football for Tottenham. We'll see if he can make a difference, locking down some players on Portugal. Um, and yeah, Darwin Nunes, the young gunner, will he? Um, find success in the World Cup, his first appearance in it? I'm hoping so. I think Uruguay, like I mentioned, Denmark, they might be one of the sleepers that can make a deep run in this tournament. We'll see what they can do. Yeah, you know, I'm a big fan of seeing uh, what Cristiano Ronaldo can do when he's angry. Um, I think that would be really freaking awesome to see just a guy that goes out there and wants to remind people what he's capable of and my man's trying to leave in January, so he's going to have all that extra pressure on him. The entire world is watching this one man and Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, but yeah, all that being said, I find them finishing in second, but you might see a beast unleashed or, you know, my man just kind of slowly seeing finally the end of his career. I hope it's, I hope it's mm -hmm. the first one. I'm hoping he stays hot as well. I'm not ready to see Cristiano bow out of international football quite yet, especially at the club level. I think he still has a lot to offer. Like we mentioned in the past podcast, there's a lot this guy is looking to play for, and I'm hoping that he's not done quite yet. Um, so that is the group stage all the way A through F. Lots and lots of stuff to play for. Um, the round of 16, that is where things will get spicy and get interesting Ooh, let's break it down. So this is the matchups based on our picks, brackets, first and second teams to come out. The very first matchup we have on the board, Senegal versus the United States of America. 
I think this one's going to be pretty interesting considering Sadio Mane's health. They were the African champions, but the U.S. team could come out hungry. I would have to favor the U.S. on this one, guys. Do you all follow that American spirit? Ooh, cricket, cricket. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Senegal, if it, they play the United States, they will beat us. But, but... I did put them in one of my brackets that I submitted for the U.S. to go through. Because why not? You know, why not? I think, you know, I'm into it. Yeah, I think they definitely could. I think this is a pretty favorable draw. Uh, Senegal is very good. But I think this game would end up being really open. (laughs) Um, And maybe U.S. sort of bunkering and countering. I don't know, though. It's either I, I I can see it go a lot of ways if if this actually happens. I'll keep in mind the U.S. just lost to Japan 2-0 right before the World Cup. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> I just don't know. This is definitely extreme bias, but I I will choose the USA over Senegal on this one. My I'm man. into it. Um, this is going to be a huge matchup: Argentina and Denmark. If this one goes down. I had mentioned Denmark as being a team that can make a run, but running into the World Cup favorites probably is going to stop them short, don't you guys think? Yes. It's hard to stop the GOAT. Yeah, Messi, Messi's coming off that Copa America win, and he wants more more hardware. So I think Argentina's going to take this one pretty – not e- I won't say easily, but they're definitely going to be favored to win this matchup. Yeah, I think it'll be a good game, but Argentina's on a mission. Um, yeah, I think they'll win that game. Yeah, a messy mission without a doubt. I mean, he's fighting for everything. His legacy is not entirely up in the air, but a lot of people think he has to win the World Cup to be compared like Maradona. We'll see if he can get it done in 2022. Denmark will be the first major hurdle, I believe, for him, which Germany and Canada's newcomers from up north going against the Germans. I think Canada's going to find little success against Germany. Germany has a lot of firepower, a lot of talent, a lot of experience. Canada probably falls short with their World Cup run here, don't they not? Yeah, Yeah, I'm just trying to... I'm just looking at it and like, who's dropping out? Because there's always games, right? There's always upsets. Um, Even some in the round of 16, there's a giant that falls. I don't know if we chose one this time, so I'm feeling weird about our predictions already. But... Uh, yeah, I think Germany will take care of Canada if they meet. I think that's fair. Uh, set the stage for Brazil-Portugal, Steve. Man. The best game in this round of 16, if this was how it were to shake out. Um, Portugal versus Brazil. Brazil, to me, are the are the favorites for the whole tournament. More depth. I think it's the most talented Brazil team to ever play, um, just on paper. Um, God, you know what though? I'll go with Portugal. I'll go with Portugal. Um, this was actually my final on one of my other brackets. I think I had Portugal finishing the top of their group, but anyways, um, yeah, you know, it's Brandon's just talking about a giant falling and I'm just all on the Cristiano terrain. So I'll go Portugal, but I'm sure y'all say Brazil, and I'm totally fine with that too. <laughs> Brandon, well, do we agree? I'm wearing a Brazil shirt right now. I had them going all the way, but what do you think, B Pat? I'll leave well, you to Oh man, don't put this on me. But I was gonna say Portugal is always my dark horse in the World Cup. Ooh. They're like not a top five footballing country, but they're right there behind it. And have, like I said earlier, they have a deep roster. So they could do it. They could do it. But this Brazil team, man, it's just yeah, so hard to go against them, man. Like we said, I think it might be the best Brazil roster ever. Yeah. Um, oh, God. It, it, it's safe to just put Brazil. Yeah. But I could definitely see Portugal mixing it up here. That would be crazy. I think that, again, like Steve said, that's the best game of this group stage. Or if Portugal went through, 19, hypothetically – Argentina beats the U.S. in that game, we could be setting up a Ronaldo-Messi matchup in the semifinal to go to the World Cup final. So, are we saying Brazil or Portugal, Brandon? Which one was it? It's on me. Uh, Brazil. 
It's Brazil. <laughs> Brazil. It is setting up a semifinal rematch of 2014 with yes. Germany and Brazil, Circle which now. then brings us to England and the Netherlands. Uh, the Netherlands have found themselves in a World Cup final. England have found themselves in a Euro final and the World Cup semifinals. Pretty solid matchup. Uh, Netherlands have found some experience and have got some young guys that are looking to make a name for themselves. But England have a lot of talented players, a lot of Premier League players. Um, they want to bring this thing home. And I don't think the Netherlands... Uh, it's tough. I mean, it just depends if Virgil van Dijk is himself. He could be that stone wall that England can't get past. But I think England probably just has that momentum that'll take them to at least a semifinal. For me, for me, I'll say that. I think that's yeah. fair. I agree with yeah. you, England. Are you say yeah, I, I think England's gonna is gonna figure it out for this for this one particular game. Cool, easy. Uh, France and Poland. France, the reigning World Cup champions, taking on that solid Robert Lewandowski-led side. Uh, again, France. We just talked about these rosters. Some of them are just so deep, so talented. France has injury problems here and there. Um, will that be enough to hinder them, though, from advancing past Poland, Stephen? No, France will get through. Um, I will say in this game, probably with ease, they're just a more complete team over Poland. Lewandowski's great, but the pace of that French squad is insane. Yeah. yeah. I'll also say if we had put Mexico, which that's where Poland is, and that could happen, I think Mexico could upset France, surprisingly. Mm. That's a big, that's a big um, I think shot. that's an interesting matchup there. So if it ends up being France, Mexico, watch out. That could be a massive upset. But for yeah, France versus Poland, France for sure. Love that. Spain and Belgium, the number two ranked team in the FIFA World Cup rankings. Belgium taking on that young Spanish side. Uh, for me, I just think it's going to be a matter of who has that leaky defense on the day. I think Belgium has, you know, a little bit older of a back four. Um, Spain, like we talked about, has some young stars. I don't know what to make of this one, but I'll kind of guess Spain. I think Spain has a lot to prove. Um, they've fallen short in the past couple international tournaments. I think this time they'll want to show that those were flukes and that they are a talented team that can produce on the world stage. So I'm going to take Spain in this one. Um, I don't know what you guys think about that, but hopefully you agree. And oh, this is another <laughs> tough one. Another one to circle right behind that Brazil-Portugal game. Um, yeah, I think this game would probably go to penalties, if I'm being honest. Both these teams are great. Um, but, yeah, Spain probably has more firepower than Belgium. This is Belgium's golden generation sort of falling away, getting old. That, it's the sunset generation now. Sunset generation, whatever that means. <laughs> they're, um, on the, they're on the downward decline. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. I like yes, it. Yes. I like that. Um, yeah, I think they're going to turn into the blue generation. Mm. <laughs> um, if you're getting the references. Um, I, I think it. I agree with you. I think Spain would probably win this game. Perfect. Yeah, I'm going to go Spain as well. Perfect. Uruguay, Switzerland. For me, I talked a lot about Uruguay being a team that can do big things. I just have to go with them. I'm believing that they've done this before. They've been in the mix of these tournaments, usually led by Luis Suarez. Can they do it again? I think, why not? Let's see them do it against Switzerland in the round of 16. And this one's tough. Again, really, really tough. I think Switzerland could easily win this game. Um but Uruguay, I, I think Darwin Nunez might be challenging for the Golden Boot this tournament. That's my one of my wow. takes that I have. So take. um, I'll choose Uruguay as well. Dang. Perfect. That's that uh, Shakiri take for me. <laughs> Shakiri's not the player Darwin Nunez is. Uh, he hasn't had great form at Liverpool. I'm just throwing that out there. He has scored more goals than you think this year. Hmm. Well, on the back-to-back, -back, Uruguay and Spain, this would be a quarterfinal matchup. That would be, uh, I don't know, hard to differentiate between the two sides. You have a South American team and that Western European side like Spain. Uh, really, for this one, I'd just be like a 50-50 shot. Hard to really pick between the two sides. If I'm going off anything, 
Huh. I just think Uruguay has just been more consistent than Spain has and has shown what they can do. And that's why I would back Uruguay in this instance. Man, Steve, what do you think about that? I'd say Spain, but I don't yeah. I don't I don't know. I'm I'm going Spain. I think Spain okay. is a deeper squad. And I think when you're resting on the laurels of Luis Suarez and Darwin Nunez, I don't know. I just think Spain has more weapons. Um, so, but yeah. And Cavani. And Cavani. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we'll play 20 minutes a game. You're not yeah, wrong. I respect it. I respect it. Um, This one, England and France, this will be huge. If it matches up this way in the World Cup, uh, two favorites coming up to each other in the quarterfinal will be massive. Uh, and again, it's going to be a matter of who's healthy at this point in the tournament. If England comes out healthy, France with some injuries, England just has that ability to put teams away with a guy like Harry Kane up top, Phil Foden, Jack Grealish. I mean, Raheem Sterling, they just have all those guys that can score goals and create things out of nothing. Um, but France, they have guys like Kylian Mbappe, who's the brightest, youngest star in the world at this point. How can you not overlook him? This is hard indeed. I want England to win. I really do think that they deserve to see another final. Um, but if they're going to fall short to anyone, it's going to be France here, isn't it? Yeah, it would. I mean, they have the likes of Benzema, who won the Ballon d'Or. <laughs> um, ah, Griezmann. I mean, they this France team is good as well, but I do think England is better. Um, yeah. I would, I would choose England to go over France. Yeah, I mean, the question is early on the podcast we're talking about England's defense. What do we get? Yeah, I, I mean, yep. that is that's true. Are you, are you just going to get torched by Mbappe? Or, mm-hmm. I mean, England's defense has been stellar. Like Harry Maguire on the international stage has been a good defender. Um, but yeah, what are you gonna get at Trent on that right side? I don't know. He might um, not start. Trent might not. Or even he, he might not even be starting. That's true with Trippier. Um, I want to. I want to say England. I feel like. Yeah, I'll say England off of France being um, the last World Cup champions. It's just so stupid to actually pick England, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I don't know. These are why the tough I... decisions. These are the tough decisions we're going through God. together. We'll take we'll take England here, which brings us back to the top half of the bracket: U.S. Argentina. For me, this is easy. Argentina would just blast the United States. I don't feel bad about it. I feel proud if the U.S. made a quarterfinal because it's hard when you run into the GOAT, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> it's, easy. it's easy. It's Argentina. I thought you were going to surprise us and say USA. No, no, I'm, not, I'm not delusional. I think, I, think it'd be, I think it'd be a deep honor to lose to Argentina in the yes. quarterfinals. I completely uh, agree. <laughs> um, so really it just comes to the question of does Brazil find redemption against Germany in the quarterfinals? I mean, this would be the biggest game they've played since that 2014 embarrassment. Um, David Luiz with his hands in his face, just embarrassed at the Americana of all places to lose 7-2 to to the eventual uh, World Cup winners. I think they have to win this game. At this point, there's no turning back. They have to beat Germany, and I think they would at that, at that point. Man, there's a lot writing on this game. It is that 7-2 rematch. Uh, but if you look further on, if Germany goes through, it's a rematch of that World Cup that Germany did end up winning off of Mario Götze goal. Um, and then if Brazil goes through, it's the two favorites playing each other. <laughs> so it's exactly. like, oh, God, what do I want? What do I want? Um, Germany has some of the best kits. Brazil's are good, but not as great. Um, that's not going to sway my opinion, though. I think Brazil would beat Germany close, though. I think it'd be close. Yeah, Brazil. not too much more to add. I think it's going to be Brazil. Perfect. All right. So that has our semifinals matchup set. Argentina and Brazil, England and Spain for powerhouses. The Probably the biggest names, arguably, in international football. You have two European sides against two South American sides. England, Spain. Uh, this one, like I said, 
England has that. And we talked about that leaky defense. Who are we going to get out of Harry Maguire? What's it going to look like? But again, they proved in Euro 2020 that they can do it in these tournaments and these one-off games. This could be one of those, like you said, Brandon, this could be like a penalty matchup. Spain is probably one of those teams that's going to drag a team out, grind it out, get to penalties and see what happens there. But England has some really good penalty takers. They did fall short with Rashford, Sancho and Saka in those Euro penalties, but I will favor England in this matchup over Spain. Uh, I would as well. I think England's experience going deep the past couple tournaments really helps them here. Um, Gareth Southgate with being um, quite conservative, quite conservative in his style of play will help England here as well. Um, yeah, really, really good matchup, but I would also choose England, surprisingly. I'll be in the minority and say Spain, um, but I love all the points. I agree with all the points. England has an incredibly talented squad of so many players playing in their prime, and I think this is going to be a scenario where you see failure in the Euros kind of build this team up to um, – no, their weaknesses. So I think they'll play. It'll be a great game, but I'll also leave Spain, but totally good with the England guard at the final. Okay. And then Argentina, Brazil, a legendary matchup. This incredible having Messi against Neymar, Argentina against Brazil, two of the biggest teams that I'm sure team, people will be supporting on the world will be Argentina and Brazil. Um, Messi, potentially this would be his last game if he lost an international play. So, Oh, how do you how do you pick this one? I'm wearing the Brazil jersey, but the back of my mind, like I want Messi to win, but I just think as a as a whole, Brazil's the better team, and I feel like they would probably win. To be honest, yeah, I think they would as well. But man, football is just magical, isn't it? I mean, we love the story about it all. Messi, last World Cup made it to the final against Germany and came up just short. He's going to be judged on that for all of time. I don't think he should be. But is it his time? I think it may be. I I really honestly can't decide. I oh God, Steve, any thoughts? <laughs> Help us out, please. Yeah, I mean, I think it's also cool to see Messi going from maybe not ever playing with their international team again. Like there is yeah. a time of that. Um, and him missing his PK in the Copa America, um, him having a lot of resentment coming back, winning Copa America, putting uh, the nation just, on his shoulders. Uh, yeah, honestly, um, it's going to be phenomenal. I'm a romantic when it comes to sports. However, I think this is the most talented Brazilian team ever. Um, my opinion means little to none to uh messy but um yeah i think brazil has way too much power um and on their bench to to lose this game all right so that has a brazil england matchup and guys i mean a brazil england matchup would just be phenomenal it's hard to deny these two teams are special uh they have the pedigree i mean it's hard to it's hard to like just to throw all of that out. So, if we got to a Brazil England final, who are going to be the game changers in this one? What kind of final would we expect from this? Would we expect just to people to sit back? Would we expect an engaging, attacking kind of game? Um, what would this final be like? Would it be the best final ever? Oof. I don't know about that. I don't know enough World Cup final history, um, but. I think Brazil would really force England to get yeah. out of the way they play. Like Brazil is electric. They are so good. Um, hence why we put them in the, in the final here, but they, they would have to force England to get out of that weird style. that Southgate likes to have them play. And that might help England. Like how explosive we see these English players play in the premier league week in, week out. Like, what if they did that on the national team scale? We'd be talking about them as if they were a Brazil, right? But because of Gareth Southgate and the way he coaches the team, like, 
they're just limited, I think is the way is the best way to say it. Um, but there's players on both sides. I, I don't know who, who would really stand out, but someone will. I don't know, Steve, what do you think? Uh, I'll go with Neymar, man. I don't I think this this he has to be feeling like this is my sneakily tournament. Um kind of in the shadows of Ronaldo and Messi, uh his whole career. He's placed on this Brazilian team that's incredibly talented. And I'm sure he has complete freedom to do whatever he wants to do in these games. So, um, and he has so much raw talent. I don't know. I think Neymar is going to be such a pivotal player for this Brazil team. Um, they just have so much pace. Um, but anyways, it's going to be a great final if that's what it is. But I'll go. I'll go with a little uh, shimmy Neymar in there for the for the difference maker for me. I know regardless of the outcome, this would be an emotional final. I think for both sides, it's just, there's so much pressure on both of these teams. That's the thing, like Brazil, their fans, their nation is so intense. I didn't watch the whole series, but I watched a brief snippet of their like all or nothing, whatever series with the national team. It's just like, it matters so much. But then England has so much pressure on them to finally win something. They've been so close and have had it ripped away at the last second, twice now, the Euros and the World Cup. And it's just like, it, they lost again. Like, it's just, it, it's incredible. So both these teams, I think, have the most pressure on them, more than Messi, more than Ronaldo. And I feel like if I'm Harry Kane, like, that weight is sitting heavy on his shoulders. He He wants to lead his nation to a World Cup trophy. And I think even more than Neymar, Neymar's won Olympic gold. He's... He's done a lot of things that Harry Kane hasn't. Harry Kane hasn't gotten that silverware yet for a club or his country. He's done it individually, but he hasn't done it for his club. So all that being said, I think Brazil wins. (laughs) (laughs) If that's what we're giving, yeah, Brazil would win this game. Um, It could honestly get ugly, but I don't think it would. Um, Yeah, Brazil would win. Yeah, they're, they're just too talented. Brazil has... The speed, the the tiki taka, just the the flair. Um, they Joga play Bonito. beautiful football. Yeah, Joga Bonito. Um, and yeah, I, I had the jersey on. I was going for Brazil the entire time. But I that would be a really cool final to see. Um, yeah. I was watching. Drama, I was watching ESPN FC today, as I do. Um, and they're talking to Craig Burley, who played in the World Cup for Scotland, and talking about one of the pep talks that his. Uh, I forget his teammate's name, but it was like the team captain for Scotland at the time. And they said they lined up next to the Brazilians when they played them. All of them had these clean haircuts. They said they all smelled so nice. And like all the Scottish <laughs> players were like fat and missing teeth and stuff. And like, <laughs> that's like the fun thing about the world cup is you have these certain players and cultures that really, I mean, football is an international sport, but a lot of these times like, would never play against each other. And it's just so amazing because Brazil's going to look dang good. They yeah, are. That's one of my favorite things about the World Cup. It brings the world together like none other. Um, it's going to be bringing the whole world together in a couple days. So I, I'm super, super excited. Yeah, and I think, you know, there's going to be so many great storylines to come out of this. Like I said, it's going to be an emotional tournament for so many nations, you know, if it comes on the heels of victory or, you know, pain and agony of an injury or defeat early on when it's unexpected, it's, that's the, that's the roller coaster ride that people love. Um, hopefully, you know, the, what's happening on the field isn't overshadowed by the things surrounding it politically, um, you know, starting Qatar or whatever it is. Um, I'm just excited to be invested in it with the people around me. Like you guys, I can't wait to watch together to support the boys in red, white, and blue um, and see what we can do. Some damage potentially in this, but um, yeah, that that's the World Cup. That's the World Cup preview. We hope that you guys enjoyed tagging along. Um, so many storylines, predictions, like the Golden Boot winner, um, you know, player of the tournament, all those things. Um, but honestly, I think that's a good place to kind of end things for today. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed this uh, process. It's it's not every day you get to step into a World Cup tournament like this, and it happens only every four years. So pretty special time indeed so strap in follow along with us we can't wait to watch it 
Um, we appreciate you hearing what we had to say. Um, so continue to support coverage like this um, by liking this video, subscribing, leaving a comment with who you want to win, your favorite World Cup story, like the first time you watched, like our memories of seeing Landon Donovan score a winner late against Algeria. Um, moments like that, they stick in your mind with the World Cup. So uh, hit that notification bell to see our next video about the World Cup. And if you like what you heard, like I said, leave a like. Um, and find us on Twitter and Instagram with a follow there. You can find the links to everything in the description below. Um, find those videos from Tifo and Johnny Harris as well. And for the last time this video, I have been Cole Carter. They have been Brandon Paitsnick and Stephen Curl. We will see you in the next one once the World Cup starts. We'll see you then. Until then, enjoy the games and peace out.